Hello there, D&D aficionados and good peoples of the role-playing pantheon. Welcome to... Peppers from a Chimney! Part 2 A Crimson Nid podcast that will journey with four wayward adventurers into the heart of the Southlands, a land of mystery and adventure, where riches and dangers await those brave enough to cross the wild expanses. My name is Stacy, and my player and game master handle is Dagobah. The campaign setting is Southlands from Cobalt Press. We are using the D&D 5e rule set, and we game using Fantasy Grounds Virtual Tabletop. So, no more to be said. Let's just sit back, stay tuned, and enjoy. You are going to do a skill challenge as well. All right. So, so what skills, same deal, DC of 12, three checks, and this just determines how long it is going to take for you to find what you need. I'm going to go talk to a librarian uh, okay. and speak to them, um, try and be as uh, charming as possible to um, receive their help to narrow down where these books may be. Persuasion then. So going with persuasion. Okay. <laughs> Unbelievable. Rolls a three, but gets a 13. Nice. That's my best skill. <laughs> Clearly. So you schmooze with them and they start helping you finding the, the place where you best think that the books that you're leading, looking for. What else? All right. So uh, I start um, looking down the spines of these books to find the uh, relevant information. So mm -hmm. I'm assuming this is going to be either investigation or perception. I was assuming uh, perception. Look through things. Either or is fine. All right. There you go. That's Two successes. That's 18. Yep. And so with a 13 and an 18, you do a, a really good job talking with the, the female librarian that had been talking with Sahar. And she leads you into a couple of sections in order to do better research on the spark. And before I go any further, I'm going to switch back to Clicker. All right, Clicker. Mm-hmm. A map should be opening for you. Yeah. And you find yourselves, as you climb down this ladder here, uh, you find yourselves in the, I don't know, whatever you call the first floor of the, below the main deck of a barge. It's quiet. There's a few light lanterns on. Uh, you can hear um, there's a door that's on the northwest of where you're at that's closed and through that door you can hear some shuffling and a bit of cursing okay um other than that are there further doors uh no there's no other doors here um there is a light that comes around so you see uh <clears throat> 
you see lamps are hanging from uh, the pillars about you. Uh, you can actually hear the crackling of what sounds like probably a fire, must be a furnace or something, just seems to be around that corner to the south of you there. But otherwise, uh, you can hear this, the sound of um, the river on the sides of the barge. There's no motion of the barge. It is large enough that the gentle swells in the river do not make it uh, move about. It's quite stable. Uh, but you can definitely hear the sounds of water lapping against the side of the ship barge. She takes both of her daggers into her hands and uh, hides them against the underside of her lower arm for mm -hmm. um, and starts moving towards the door. Okay. To listen in. And through the door, you can hear uh, a rather gruff voice kind of cursing. He's like, can't open this damn thing. We're stupid putting down this freaking... Oh, hold on a second. Sorry about that. My daughter came in and just got, I gave her shit because she's not she's supposed to be asleep. Uh, you hear the gruff voice saying, oh, I can't open freaking stopping all projects. This is just shit timing. And, and you hear, uh, she, you hear the, the sound of uh, banging and smacking against wood. She puts both daggers away again. Um, she's there and uh, will gently knock on the door. Who's there? She makes two clicking sounds and then mimics the barkeeper saying um what did he say? I, I can't remember the exact words but he said something along the lines of um if I understood the name correctly Go, go and talk to Ekis. See what he has to say. All right, give me, um, give me an. In, I don't think it's just intelligence. Well, maybe performance or deception, I guess, because you are mimicking. Mm-hmm. Three. <gasps> And he hears, you hear, You don't think I recognize the clicking of a raven folk? Who is it? My name is Clicker. I was sent by the person you just heard. Ah, sent you, did he? Interesting. He led me well, down here, said I should talk to you. Philandro sent you? Well, come on in then. Let's see. Who did he send? Come on. Don't waste my time. She uh, gently opens the door, much like her knocking was also very gentle, and um, s slides in, stands in front of the door. Okay. 
almost like a pupil about to be scolded by their head teacher. And so you see, um, as you you come into the room, you see a man sitting at a round table uh, in the center of the barge area or the the belly of the barge, and you can see that uh, on the table in front of him, he has there is a box, and you can see a bunch of implements on the table that look like a bunch of. Uh, Thieves' tool elements. And he, he looks you up and down. I don't know you. Oh, this is my first time. We recently Not at the arrived guild, here. I see. No, but maybe that is to change. What do you want? Open that box. He looks at you for a moment. He just pushes the box a little bit closer towards you. She uh, starts moving forward and takes... Uh, does she still have two arrays of thief tools? I don't think so. But he, he, she, uh, she picks out one of, one of them, at least, if she has two. And... Um, Looks, looks the box up and down, um, searches for hidden mechanisms that need to be um, used before the main lock can be opened. Uh, feels all around it and uh, will use her thieves tools to try and open it. And I will use a hero point to give me a d6 bonus, right? Yep. So just you just double click the Yep, you got it. Oh, that Fuck. sucks. One. Okay. For the best. Fuck. <laughs> 17. Oh, that's pretty good. All right. I'm screenshotting that one. <laughs> Roll a natural five. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, so you go to the lock. And you look at it, and there you do not see anything identifiable about that looks like this is a complex lock to, from your point of view. It looks quite simple, in fact. Uh, so noting that it's quite simple and knowing that you will be able to open this with relative ease, do you do anything specific as you are unlocking it? Um, yeah, she will, she, she will not touch it until she has, um, uh, moved her fingers across the entire box, trying to push everything in, um, to see if there are any hidden, hidden buttons or anything similar. If she doesn't find anything, she will pick up the box and at first, gently shake it. Okay. As you pick it up, he says, Leave it on the table. Wait. She tries to listen. If you're going to do it, I don't want to see a mark on that. 
And he indicates the lock. She's just j j gently shaking the box to see uh, if there's anything like obvious moving, any moving parts. You can feel something is shifting position in it, but the sound is, is uh, quite muffled. So that would probably be the content rather than any mechanism, right? Yeah. Okay. So, um, she now starts to, um, to shake it a l little stronger, um, to see, or to, to listen if there's any change, any mechanism being triggered, and when or if nothing happens, um, she will set down the ta the, the, the box on its side, with the lock upwards, um, and start to spin it. As in spin it back to him? No, spin it around its own axis. Okay. To use G-forces to possibly trigger any mechanisms that are, um, yeah, that require G-forces to yeah. push them to the outside. Yeah. So you have no no problem uh, being able to manipulate this. You you knew right from the beginning that looking at the lock that you would be able to open this successfully. So for all intents and purposes, you make a lot of gestures and manipulations uh, in front of him. And he nods as you do it uh, until you pop open the lid. And once you pop open the lid, um, do you do anything? She doesn't look into it. Um, she just hold, holds the lid where it is, um, so it doesn't fall back closed again, and yep. then turns the opening towards him and uh, opens the lid without looking he at what is revealed. reaches into the box, and he pulls out a pouch, and he tosses it towards you, and you can hear the, chink, the, the, the jingle of coins. She catches it. He says, Well done. Now tell me, why are you in this city? I've not heard of you before. That's some impressive work there. We fled here. We've been captured and held as slaves for months. And now we are looking to find out what a certain artifact or powerful thing is that we acquired. As you say that, he stands up from his chair and he starts pacing a bit and he puts his, his hands behind his back as he paces, his head lost in thought. Artifact, you said. When was this? When we arrived? Which was... No, I mean, when was what? When did you arrive? I can't remember. Was it two, three days ago? Yeah. A couple days ago. Yeah. So she just says uh, whatever the amount of days is. Yeah. Uh, three days. This 
artifact. It's gone now. Interesting. The vampire lady took it. He stops in his pacing and he looks at you and he stares at you intently. Lady Alashra? Yes. We want it back. We need it back. Interesting. So many things. I see. You were involved in that. And now you are here. Well, well, well. I was wondering why. We'd heard. That must explain. That's why the order was given. What order? Ah, from up high. We were all projects were to stop. The guild is on hold for a moment, and I couldn't figure out what was going on. Now it started to make sense. There's a power play going on. So, you were here. You know of this artifact? What is this artifact? We're still trying to find out. It's called the Spark. Spark, I Or a Spark. Know. We have retrieved it from... He kind of rubs his chin as you, as you say that. And he says... Tell me again, what, what, what did you say your name was? Clicker. And where, where do you come from, Clicker? You're not... You're... You... You... Ravenfolk are impossible to tell. You don't have any accents. You're not from this city. I would know someone with your skill from this city. I have a lot of notes on her background, but what I completely missed out on was to actually note down the name of the city. Ramag. So it's it's been it's been months since yeah. I last heard that name. So you 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 tell him Ramag. your home city, and he's like, "You're from one of the Ramag cities." Yes, in the northeast. So when you say that, are you do you actually remember that's from the northeast, or are you fibbing? I remember that uh, she was from the northeast. Yeah. No, you, <laughs> your Ramag city is actually in the southeast. <laughs> yours is I'll, I'll share the map the oh you've already got the continent map open yours is down here that's where you guys that's where your Ramagian city was or no sorry not that one there okay I thought it was uh it was this one yeah no no again again wait point 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 there I thought that one Close, but that's still not the northeast because you're you're way up here right now. So, so far, far southeast. Anyway, Ooh. so you Ooh, indicate, okay. and he's like, "Yeah, far." Well, you're not a guild member. This is interesting information. Tell you what, Clicker, you do something for me. I need to take some of this information to some others. And you get the feeling that it's it's clear when it comes down to Thieves Guild, there's 
convoluted connections back and forth that he's got to talk with someone. So he's like, I need you to go to this man's place of business. Sultan Shukri Nilmo Jatur. He was killed last week. Inside his place of business, there is... He runs a moratorium called the Charnel House. In that place of business, it's currently cordoned off by the city guard. No one's allowed in or out. Yeah, <laughs> out. There's no one inside there. Except, uh, there might be some things inside there. Regardless, there's a book. A spell book inside that place. You acquire that and bring it back to me this evening. Well, tomorrow morning might be better. You come back here. You speak to Philandros up top. He'll let you back in down here. We'll continue this conversation. There was an invitation extended to us by the... To the pallet court? By the pallet court, yes. There's no ball scheduled until the new year. No, very private invitation. Who extended this invitation? In the name of Alashra herself. It was a red-haired gnome. Very fast. Why? It makes no sense. I mean, they took the spark from us. Okay, I'm going to pause it survived. there. <laughs> long enough in the hunt. I'm going to pause it there because i got to go back to the others. Yep. All right. Um, Cal and Volga. Uh, so you have left the alchemist shop. What's up next? Yep. Um, Volga wants to find... Just look for kind of a, a stationary and or a bookshop. Okay. Um, in general to find like ink, pen, paper, or maybe a journal along with some uh, kind of touristy and or useful type books. Oh, all right. So Cal uh, will uh, do what he does and he'll just walk up to somebody and say, oh, um, oh especially someone like older, someone wizardy like, no, wait, not wizardy like, because wizardy people will have expensive inks and pens. Someone who just looks like they're kind of nerdy with glasses. That's what he'll think book readers do. Spectacles. Like, tap them on the shoulder and be like, oh, hi. Um, do you know where we could find some inks and pens and stuff with like, the writing bits? So, sorry, you said you were going to talk to... Just anyone on the street that's kind of be spectacles. Be spectacle. Like anyone okay. who has spectacles on. Five <laughs> You're looking for what are you looking for? Books, you say? Just, just, you just like, a journal, like a personal, a personal journal. Oh, empty books. I see. Just and and like the other stationary, kind. stationary, and also books with things in them as well. But that mm. you know, if you can find us, if we can find one, we'll probably find the other. And. I mean, there's a few. I mean, there's a, the famous ones, the, or the, the famous one. And there's I mean, some I others think, that are... 
I was going to say famous, famous for stationary. I don't think we need. Oh yes, there's one out in the in the district of the cat. Everybody knows, but it's not cheap there. We'll go for the cheap. Say the best quality. Right. Cheap, cheapest as possible. Like I don't, Ah, I don't expect to pay more than copper for this stuff. Uh, in that case, I would just suggest you just walk through the Endless Bazaar or the, the Grand Souk and you'll find a kiosk. There'll be something there. Most people are getting ready for the parade, but I'm sure you'll find something. And it's it's been like your tour um, since you left. It's probably been close to uh, getting on for you, at least getting on close to two hours for Clicker. It's probably been closer to four hours for Thorn. It's getting close to that four hour mark as well. Um so you've noticed though in your two hours that the the floats have all gotten pretty close to being finalized and you're starting to hear that a lot of musical instruments are starting to to sound as more and more people are starting to gather around and you see that uh, there are a number of kiosks that are open uh still not as many uh as you think might normally be there uh and you also notice that with some of the some of the kiosks look more um fun focused like you start to see what looks like uh, a lot more games of dice and cards and whatnot seem to be happening um but there are still a few kiosks that look like places where you could still uh buy and sell things so uh give me as you're talking to this gentleman give me another some form of charisma check um for i'll just uh i haven't lied and i don't i'm not uh, pers- I'll just give straight charisma. Perform for him. Perform. <laughs> He's just a regular Joe, John Blow, so it's not like you need to um, do a jig. Win, win the the main gambit. I got that information out of him. That's all I really need. So he takes you about personally and he kind of hooks his arm into yours as he kind of leads you around by your arm and he he stops by a a kiosk where he gets a little bit of tea and whatnot and and half an hour passes right away before you're it doesn't even seem like you're you're going in a direction where he's leading you to stationary yet and he's just chattering away with you about inane things and he starts you know talking about how if you've if you've heard about the the rise of the city of Anuasir that is to the to the um uh to the west and everybody's talking about it and he like like he, it just rose up like recently like just like the other day or or like like no no oh lord that was over a year ago but it oh but still just kind they, of they, appeared out of like the ground or something yeah it's growing like a tree the the they say that the pyramid's almost fully out of the sand now and they say that the uh i've heard that the the architectural not architectural the archaeological firm they the, what was the name golden falcon something they say that the uh the manager of the golden falcon there's a a manhunt out for him something about killing uh they say he killed the one of the the counselor for architecture of the city. Oh, it's in all the papers. Oh, like just just outright assassination. That's brutal. Well, I, I don't. The papers talking. They're saying that he 
they're talking about a cult wasn't involved and things like this, but so far the city guard haven't locked anything hmm. down. And up there, he kind of points his finger at the, um, you can see the cliffs to the south. Uh, the Linus district, well, you know, they kind of do their own thing at times. They, you know, there's no city guard up there. So who knows if they'll ever solve that crime. Hmm. And it's just, city appears out of nowhere is it like from the water is it from the sand no from the sand it's a, i mean i sure would like to be able to see it but uh, they only let certain people you know what i heard there's talk that uh, the high priestess nefrini was going to visit it today can't believe During it festival day it's most peculiar so he, he just keeps on nandering on and on about the local gossips and, you know, about the murder of this, this counselor. And he talks about how the jungle to the south is, they say that it's growing again and that the, the burning fields are no longer holding it at bay. And he mentions the griffins that were over the hunt the last evening and how, whether or not the Sun Lord is, was practicing some maneuvers and all kinds of speculation and whatnot as he leads you to a small kiosk that's uh, in the southern part of the Endless Bazaar where you will be able to find the stationary stuff that you guys are looking for straight yeah, from the Player's Handbook. does his best to like pander and talk back to him and it's kind of like pick up little points of interest from, from local gossip. Uh, but but when we do there, it's like okay, uh, Uncle, thank you very much. Um, and, and here, and he just kind of like has a pulls up a couple of like a silver coin, and like uh, on, your next tea's on me. Okay, um, I'd like you to give me a perception check. Super good, yay! So perceptive. Okay. Oh, you're so very kind, so very kind. And uh, uh, you, you, you. He has. Um, uh, uh, you sit down to have a tea, or not sit down. You, you uh, offer just, him I tea. Just, I just offer him a, a silver coin to to buy a tea on his own. I'm not. I'm not willing to stick around with him at, the, at that point. Just kind of. Okay. Thank you so much. Your next tea is on me, or maybe your next pot. I'm not really sure how much this stuff costs. Um, I give him a full okay. silver. All right. Uh, he takes the silver. He bites down and he says, this will buy me a great tea. Oh, you are such a, a good lad. And he kind of smacks you on the back and um, disappears into into the crowd. Uh, so then he, Volga, I assume, goes through and, and finds any kind of uh, stationery. She just wants ba basic stuff to write her own journal. Just to like keep notes in game. Okay. That's all she's looking for. We'll just we'll um, just remember at the end of the day that she's she'll be able to acquire whatever she wants and yeah. I'll let her know inside Discord. And and uh kinda at the same time kinda look through to see like is, are there any actual books in this area as well? Like full on um textual text filled books? Uh yeah, it would be you'd be able to find a number of mm -hmm. uh Various books, yeah. Yeah, so, so Kyle, Kyle will kind of go up to one of those chaos and start looking through, like, either tour guides to uh, past, 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 
for best at. <laughs> yep, great, great. Hey, uh, I didn't even read it. I remembered it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything, anything that would be like touristy or uh, a map of the area and the surrounding areas. Or, uh, honestly, when, when Volga was telling him uh, what, what he, she was looking for, he was thinking about also looking for a, a bestiary in the area uh, of, of local creatures or specifically dangerous creatures or ways to skin or hunt them. Like yeah, okay. Useful parts. Um, you would be able to find. Uh, all right, going. That might be a little bit more complicated to mm -hmm. find. So give me. You would be talking to people about it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like... Give me. Yeah, give me just another, just a charisma check. Aha, not investigation suckers. Still. Okay. Still. Uh, yeah, you would. It would take. It would take you a bit of time. Uh, it would definitely be past lunch, you know, getting getting into the uh, mid-afternoon-ish type time before you eventually find uh, a book that helps you a bit on harvesting. Okay. And uh, finding, like, um, maps of the city uh, aren't difficult, but you find that the maps of the city all seem to be pretty generic in the sense that uh, they list the main districts and stuff like that and um, look very much like the map that I showed you guys. Uh, but ultimately, finding specific places, uh, you learn as you're looking f you know, for the map and for this book on harvesting that um, best way to find stuff is word of mouth. Yeah. And the book that you find on harvesting, it, it talks about, you know, that there are hazards to harvesting and that care must be must be made that when you are um when you are some some are easier to harvest than others but you really ought to have a harvesting kit that specializes in um in doing such activities uh and it talks about d different ways of avoiding some of the hazards like some of the hazards can be things like um of course adding a venom sack and getting all of it all over you yeah i have i have it's a table within a table i'm like damn it i gotta open up another table shit just trying to find here when cutting into a mind flare's brain it will scream at you uh so things like there could be um uh, infestations so you have to be careful about how you go through some of the uh, the harvesting to avoid uh, getting infested or some can if you cut through something it could uh, introduce a cloud or something acidic or it could cause a fire to get burst or uh, in some cases uh, cutting something might actually introduce radiant uh, an eruption of radiant energy or <laughs> necrotic energy Well, I guess we'll take take all these and yeah. So the big thing is that it the that a harvesting kit would be something that you would need to acquire. And I think, man. So, uh, for all intents and purposes, you could use a skinning kit or a taxidermist kit would be uh, inside. I think you should see it inside items. 
Can you? Uh, let me see. Either which way. Um, it does mention that such kits will will usually run anywhere from 20 to 30 gold pieces. And there are a number of shops where you should be able to find uh, kits like that as well. So if, if, if part of your hunting was to acquire such a kit, uh, same thing, mid-afternoon mid you find the book by like getting close to 4 o'clock and whatnot, uh, you would uh, find a place that would sell either kit and I could drop mm -hmm. them inside the party sheet. Yeah, he'll 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 buy uh, one of the kits and the books. But you notice that when you go looking for your pouch, your pouch is missing. I I. Hmm. Hmm. I'll be right back, and then. Uh, <laughs> Been a while, but can I just intercept here? Yes. Is um, Volga still with him? Yeah. Volga is still with him. Could she? I have should actually. Anything? I should actually have her role as well. Actually, yes. I. Let's let's go. Let's do that. Let's her. Uh, Aha! She's super high perceptive. Come on, Volga. Here, I'll let you grab her character sheet once more. There you go. So you should be able to see it in the character selector now. Mm -hmm. uh, I just got a kick. I just got a kick that you rolled a three. I was just like, he, he'll 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 feel this. <laughs> yeah, no, no, my my boy, my good boy, he doesn't pay attention to anything. Well, on the other hand, oh, it's still shit. not that great. She rolls a four, but it's a 12. So yeah. as you're chatting with him, she would have caught and seen that he was reaching towards your, the old fella was reaching towards your pouch and uh, he would have caught her eye on his and then he would have stopped. So yeah, your, your pouch is safe. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So then he'll, he'll just buy the stuff. He'll buy the book. He'll buy the uh, the kit. He didn't notice anything happened. He still gives the old man the silver. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm going to toss a skinning kit in there. And uh, I'll put a book. But don't take the book just yet. I'm going to... Yeah. I'm going to... The book is not going to cost you that much. I'm just going to say that altogether it's going to be uh, 25 gold. Fine. There we go. Doing math is not fine. Uh, so just put yourself down to like 108. You'll be fine. Okay, I'm going to put a little bit more inside that harvesting book just to help you out a bit. Okay, where did... Oh, you took it already. Damn it. Last fingers. You need to roll a perception check there, uh, Dagobah. 
there. Uh, I'll, I'll populate it more with some stuff that I can pull from there to help guide that's them a little bit more. Okay. That's time Discord did that to me. Um, uh oh. Who did we lose? Oh, we lost Psych. He pressed the wrong button again. <laughs> <laughs> he said it again. He done it again. Psych. Hey, hey. Do you know how to use a computer? It's not me this time. Discord was doing that to me. I'm. I'm without me doing anything. I don't know why. Sure, sure. I'll have to go to the filthy, filthy pig server then. That's got to be it. It's it's my Discord channel. Okay. Mm. Is the there other anything times else? Were my fault. Um, no. Uh, that'd be that'd be everything. He doesn't. He'd, he'd look around to see if there's like a. It's past lunchtime. There were free breakfasts. Are there free lunches? Did you and Volga want to split that 150 gold, or did you want to wait? Oh until no, let's other... give that all to Volga because because Cal didn't do anything to kill that thing. He wouldn't have take. He wouldn't. So he wouldn't take that money. Okay. Yeah, you weren't there. That's right. You guys were preoccupied. Okay. Uh, was there anything else that you wanted to do? Other than, like, if there's a free lunch around, he'd grab that. Otherwise, he'd probably... Uh, it's, it's still kind of early afternoon, right? Yeah, it's it's uh, getting close to 3, 3 p.m. for you. And um, there there is no free lunches. It was just the free free um, breakfasts. Uh but you would you would readily be able to find lunch yeah. for just a, a silver piece that would be a decent lunch. So they'll grab they'll grab some lunch together, and then uh, Cal would probably want to go before before going into uh, the the vampire lady's uh, place. He'd want to take a, a shorter rest to recover a spell slot he seems to have spent. Okay. So mm -hmm. while you guys are eating, you could readily take a short rest for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, rest. Short. Mm. Rest. Short. There, both you and Volga are now short rested. Uh, other than that, I don't think he has too much he needs to particularly do here. So he'll he'll just kind of chill out, explore. Uh, maybe him and Volga will go throughout the city and look at the new map she probably has and see okay. if they can find their way. Uh, Volga is pretty good at directions, I, uh, but Cal is just kind of like okay. lost, even with the map. Okay. And let's go back to Thorn in the library. So, um... You spend a bit of time, and at one point, you, you probably leave yourself uh, and grab some some lunch. I mean, it was uh, in the morning when you guys split paths. It was nine in the morning. So you would have gotten to the library at roughly 11 and started your stuff. So you probably would have went off, had some lunch already. Again, just a couple of silver. And when you get back and you start your investigating, you find you find four books that are of interest to you. The first book, um, you can see that it it was bound in scales. There's no title on the cover nor the spine, but 
it fits fits the information of of what you uh, the Dewey Decimal System to find it. It's in excellent condition and it looks ancient. You don't see anything on it that catches your eye. Uh, and when you talk to the librarian about it, uh, she brings a, a special light. And that light, she tells you, it mimics moonlight. And when she flashes the moonlight on it, you can see that there is script that shows up. And it's in Sylvan. And she says the, the, the book is called The Four Ancient Powers. And on talking to it, you can see that the book, it talks about... Uh, the four the four powers that that are what is said who has shaped the Southlands, if not all of Midgard. It talks about how there had been an imp an empire of titans, and it was called Glorious Umbo <clears throat> Umbuso, and it ruled the Southlands, but that rule had fell, and with that ruling, there was abandoned cities were left in its wake. Um, talks about a, the second um, ancient power was a tribe of nature spirits called the Wind Lords. And they still hold uh, control over the West. And to the West, you know that in the West, there is the, the land or the empire called the Dominion of the Wind Lords, very much their domain. Um, and under their rule over millennia, um, it started to awaken spirits in the wind, spirits of the stone and fire. The third was the living gods of Nuri Natal. And of, of this, you, you know that the goddess queen Meshkenet is considered one of these living gods. Uh, there's, there's talk of some others like um, Anuakma had a living god. Anuakma is being one of the, the main gods in the, the pantheon. Uh, there was another one there that held off single-handedly the last invasion uh, of the the Empire of the Dragons. And then finally, and there's debate on this, but they considered that the the Starlight Court was another, was the fourth of the main powers that had been. So that's one book that you find. Another book, um, it's has an odd-looking leather uh, that it's it's bound in this odd-looking leather. Um, the you can see that there is a silver placard on the inside cover that says the name of the place that had made the book, and this book is called Divine Sparks for the Taking. And it talks about um, how there, the some of the sparks were within the Titans. Uh, that how some some sparks remain tethered to the Southlands, and, they, and some are kept in holy, uh, ancient uh, temples and guarded uh, religiously. Uh, others, it talks about how some sparks have been absorbed by beings. Uh, and that some who've tried to absorb have been killed or t 
turned into some form of aberrations. So it it tells that divine sparks tend to be um, sources of a lot of old ancient stories that were things hidden behind the actual story. Like you'd have a story about how someone went and had this adventure to do this. And yet behind that story and missing from the actual content of the story was that the person was in pursuit of these divine sparks. Another book you find um, is also, it too is also bound in an odd looking leather. And you can see that on the inside cover, there is a seal. The book is old and worn. It's called The Rise of Titans. And this talks very much about the, the, um, the empire of Glorious Umboso. And it talks about how um, there was the, there was humanoids that existed at that time, and they were the civilization of Ankashel. And this, this civilization you recognize as being the one you'd encountered when you were in, a, in the jungle, when you were, found that lair. And um, Ankashel is very much like the Atlanteans. And that these Titans, they were so powerful that they would move, they had the ability to move the ley lines to aid the, the empire that they were building, but they were laid low. Something, some kind of a disease wiped them all out and made many of them uh, absolutely crazy. And some of them are still sleeping today. And there's even uh, some story of how recently there was one Titan that had been uh, sleeping for millennia was recently wait, uh, awoken uh, in the land of, well, actually the land is called uh, Omphaya. And you'll see that in the continent map, you'll see that it, it's in there. And the fourth book uh, is explicitly about the collapse of the Titans. Ah, shit. Why didn't that open? No, 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 no. Ah, the link didn't work. Crashed. No, the link didn't work. Didn't crash, but damn it. Uh, Titan. I'm not sure how I'm going to uh, like get all of this information in a handy to use reference section <laughs> <laughs> yeah shall i share all of this with everybody because you'll I'm, I'm sure you'd share this with everybody yes yeah well once once i get to them yeah all right i'll just share i'll just share the contents of these things uh the last link is not working and i don't know why i'll have to figure it out later um, but it was called the, the Collapse of the Titans, and it, it spoke specifically about the the um, virus that took them out. But nothing about destroy how, how to destroy these sparks. Inside the um, inside the book on divine sparks, one of the things that it would mention is that some gods or goddesses uh, had temples in which 
sparks could be created or destroyed. And if you give me a history check. It was oh, an 18 wow. and then it rolled to a 2. I seen it was an 18 and then it hit on 2. Um, there's something about the, the destruction of sparks and temples that tugs at your memory. You heard this somewhere, but you're having a hard time recalling exactly where you'd heard it. Shame. For some reason, you think that it it might have been something Norbert had been talking about. Who cares about Norbert? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly so, Cal doesn't care about Norbert. Cal, and going Cal through all of this really thing, believe that Norbert was real. And, and the one yeah, thing too is, as you and never. Sorry, go ahead. Just a joke. I, I just said, uh, who jumps into a sandpit and never comes back? Like that's not real. That doesn't happen. <laughs> Turtle people don't aren't real. That's just fact. You, Thorn, had also recognized when you were reading the book on the four ancient powers and the librarian helped you just kind of do a synopsis because it was all written in Sylvan. The Sylvan script striked a chord with you and it reminded you very much of the chest that uh, is in Clicker's bag of holding. Yeah, I'm going to get to that eventually <laughs> with all the other things that keep going. Yep, just giving you a little kick in the pants. Okay. All right. What about what about information on um, beings that seem to be immune to um, like normal physical attacks and possibly require? Yeah, uh, talking with the talking with the librarian about that. I mean, she she would have been a source of information for you as well. And as you explain what you're looking at, she'd be like uh, talking about lycanthropes and how. Um, a lot of were creatures are, unless you've got a magic or silvered weapon, um, they are immune to a, a lot of the regular types of damage. And as you talk into her and you, you're talking about uh, things like Nikosi, they she would be like, uh, yeah, the Nikosi to some extent uh, have that kind of resistance, but it's no longer the same because they no longer suffer from the lycanthropic curse. It's not the same as it is for were creatures. So I need to be looking for, um, to get my, say, maybe a silvered. Yeah. And she would indicate, too, that there's a number of uh, weaponsmiths in the city that actually do silvering. That'll be my next port of call is, I, I mean, I don't know what time, um, how long I've been doing that. I, I would say that gathering all of this information based on some of the roles that you made, uh, it's, you, you'd been at the... Uh, at this, and it's probably getting close to four o'clock. Sun sets at, at six. Yeah, between six and seven. Have I had any chance to have a short rest? Uh, when you went to eat, yes, I'll give you a short rest as well. Well, as I head back, if there's any place along the way that I could see if I could source a, a silvered weapon, that'll be beneficial. Um, otherwise, I'll head back to the meeting uh, Yeah, you'd, you'd be able to find um, 
asking questions and whatnot. Give me, give me a charisma check. And it can be, it can be any of those ones, any of the charisma-based skills, if you want. Roll persuasion. Woo, sixteen. <laughs> Six for sixteen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, as it happens, um, people are in such a good mood, and and you, I mean, you're you're very used to the kind of odd glances you get for being Caucasian. Uh, I love saying that. That's funny. <laughs> The Caucasian tiefling. I don't, I don't um, know what you're talking about. I get odd glances for being Caucasian all the time. Yeah, he's a Caucasian tiefling. It's not normal. Uh, so, but everybody is so festive in preparations uh, and whatnot. And as you're walking down the street, you can see that the parades are in full in full blown uh, at the moment. Especially going down the main <clears throat> the main street called the Way of Bastet. Uh, and you can see uh, as you're walking down the way the way of Bastet. That, so that's the, going from gate six and heading to the, the big pyramid in the, the pyramid of the mother there. So you find that there um, and you hear that there on the path back into the wharf district, you'd be able to find uh, that there is a smithy that would do it. But uh, they would indicate to you that when you stop in such a smithy, and I'll find a name of one here in a minute, but it will take to, to, to do it is not something that they could do. Well, they, they would indicate there's two ways you can do it. You could give them their weapon and and uh, with 50 gold worth of silver, they will just melt the silver and coat your weapon, which is not ideal because it will chip away uh rather rapidly especially if you're cutting into anything other than flesh or the more expensive way is to get it made into an alloy and that tends to cost come on where's my locations buildings I got it here somewhere Smith weapons. Anywhere from a hundred to hundred and fifty gold. Well, with my sparkling personality, I can get it to lower end, right? You could give a persuasion check. Yeah. I said, well, uh, that. Uh, 150 gold seems a little steep. Um, I'm sure for uh, someone who is a, a famous uh, blacksmith like you, you'd be able to do it with um, uh, at, a, at a more reasonable price, and, and I would uh, be able to exclaim your uh, prowess. And so I roll. <laughs> oh, these rolls tonight, they're terrible. He's like, look... I can if you if you want you know look twenty five gold, and I will coat your weapon. But if you really want something that's going to last, I've got to make it into an alloy. It's going to take me all night, and uh, I could have it ready for you uh, as early as you know this this time tomorrow in the afternoon. Any earlier than that, it's going to cost you more. How much is that? Is he asking for? So to make an alloy, he's asking for a hundred to get it done, uh, 
to get it done by morning. Uh, he, he, he's asking for 120. I will give him 120 and say, I'll be back and I expect a uh, masterpiece. So, Okay. All right. So is this my weapon or does he have a separate weapon? He can do that. Uh, either or. Uh, so I your mean, weapon of choice. Alloy, he'd have to make that from scratch, wouldn't he? Yeah, he so can, he can take up. yours and and break it down, or he can he can uh, take another. Uh, if you like, if you want to stick with a rapier or like a standard weapon and do it, yeah, he would have a standard weapon like a short sword if that's what you wanted. I I would ask for a rapier, um, and I'll keep the rapier I have because it's good to have a weapon. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Sound um, reasoning. Yeah. So I'll come back the next morning. Where where is he based? Yours isn't the fish rapier, is it? No, that's clickers, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Uh so he is based on your way there. Uh you find that he is based. I'm not going to have it in the Monument District because that, that would cost you more. So I'm going to put it inside the Wharf District and you would find that he is just along the main road there. Oh, shoot. There you go. Okay. Oh, yeah. Excellent. There you go. And remember... Any of those things that is over a thousand gold, you would not see on the shelf. They would be hidden and you would have to schmooze before he would reveal anything about them. There's a longbow plus one. Ooh. Be nice. Not that simpler one. <laughs> anyway, that was that, guys. Uh, Let's call it for this evening. Hello, my name is Atua, and I will be playing Fawn of the Tiefling Bard. Hi, I'm Darium. I'm playing as Vorgashelist, the Farvog Druid. I'm Ivan, a teller of dark and gritty TTRPG stories. No heroes, no happy ends. And I will be playing Clicker, a Ravenfolk locksmith. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Mike. I will be playing the Isamar, Hexblade, Warlock, Cal, and Thra. And then there is me. I am Dagaba, and you're listening to a Crimson Nib podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Crimson Nib or at Facebook.com slash Crimson Nib. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please rate and review me on Google Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time, good people, adieu.